Want to create a compelling presentation in half the time? Grab your copy of the C Methods Presentation and Speech Template. This free template will help you plan, write and prepare a speech or presentation that will engage, influence and inspire your audience every time. Download it for free at thecmethod.com slash speech template. That's thecmethod.com slash speech template. Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hello there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 101 of Stand Out Get Noticed. Christina with you here. Now, this is part three in the public speaking mini course, and it's all about how to reduce your nerves when you deliver your speech. If you've been listening to the other two episodes, we covered how to plan your presentation. That was episode 98. And then part two was how to write your presentation. That was episode 98. So this is part three. So the idea is if you followed along, you've learned how to plan your presentation, you've written it, and now we're up to the delivery. And in this podcast, I'm going to share with you some really simple things that you can do to help you to overcome that anxiety and to reduce your nerves and and to feel more confident when you're standing up in front of a group to give a speech or presentation. And to get the best results from this, I do recommend that you practice these as soon as possible. So there's there's no point listening to this and going, yeah, that's great. I'll do that. And then not doing it because then it's not actually going to give you the results and have that impact for you. So I highly recommend as you're listening to this, do take notes unless you're driving, of course, or out running, but do take notes if you can and refer back to them. And next time a speaking opportunity does come up, or maybe you put your hand up for a speaking opportunity which is even better, you can refer to these and remember them instead of just listening and then forgetting it for later and then going, what was that thing Christina was talking about again? Mm, Oh, well, and then freaking out. Now, if you missed those first two episodes, I highly recommend you go back and listen. And those episodes will also require you, well, I recommend you to download the free speech template that you can get at thecmethod.com slash speech template. I based those episodes off that template and it's a Word document that gives you little boxes to fill in every time you're planning a presentation and I find it really helps me to write my presentations. I mean, this is a tool that I use and this is why I'm making it available for you to use as well. So go check it out and download it at thecmethod.com slash speech template. It's totally free. I'll also put a link to where you can grab that template in the show notes for this episode, which will be at thecmethod.com slash PS3. That's thecmethod.com slash PS3. Before we get into that, I do have one quick, quick announcement. I will be emceeing the Run the World Conference this Saturday. It's put on by the League of Extraordinary Women. You may have heard me talk about them before on the podcast, and their conference this week is for women in tech, and it's called Tech Formation. And they're bringing speakers from Silicon Valley. They're all women founders to share their inspiring stories of how they built up these huge tech companies. And you'll also hear from local successful tech entrepreneurs as well. 
well. So it'll be an amazing day of inspiration and connecting with other like-minded women as well. So if you are in tech, doesn't matter if you have your own business or maybe you are an entrepreneur at your company or maybe you want to get into tech, if that's something you're interested in, this is the event for you. I do believe they have a few tickets left. So go to runtheworld.com.au to check that out. And of course, if you do come along, please come up and say hi. I'll be on stage emceeing, so you won't be able to miss me. Do come up and say hi. I would love to meet you. Okay, moving on with the show. Let's get into it. How to reduce your nerves and anxiety before the big presentation. So firstly, why is it important that we reduce our nerves and anxiety? Well, the obvious one is that it'll reduce your stress and help you have a better time of it when you're, when you're presenting. So if you want to get more recognition at work, maybe you want to go for that big promotion. Maybe you want to take on bigger and more complex assignments or whatever it is that requires speaking. This is something you're going to have to get over or at least learn to manage. And I do promise you it is possible to learn to manage it. It may not always go away. You know, in fact, nerves are healthy. I mean, I still get nervous before my presentations, but it's how you manage it that is important. Okay. And you can have the best speech ever written, right? I know you've downloaded my template, you've written the best speech ever. But if your nerves and anxiety get the better of you, it will undermine the effectiveness of your presentation as well. It will impact the delivery in a negative way. I mean, you, you know this, if you see someone who's presenting, their content might be great, but if you can see that they are nervous, it actually takes your attention away from all the wonderful things that they're saying. And you start to think, gee, that person looks nervous. I wonder what's going on with them. Or like maybe you start to feel sorry for them or you just wish the presentation was over because it's just awkward for everybody, right? And plus, you don't want that stress as well. So, so re- learning to reduce your nerves is a really, really good skill to have. Now, I think it's interesting to discuss why we get nervous in the first place so that you have a better understanding of where it it comes from. Now, I want you to think about when you're speaking to one person, right, one-on-one, you've got one pair of eyes looking at you. And most of us are comfortable with that because when we allow someone to look at us, in a sense, we're allowing ourselves to be judged, right? We're opening ourselves up for judgment. We're like, I'm here standing in front of you. You're looking at me. You're probably judging me, but that's okay. I can kind of deal with that. Now, the problem when you speak to multiple people is that your the eyes on you are amplified. So instead of one pair of eyes looking at you, you've got five or 10 or 50 or a hundred pairs of eyes all looking at you, all quote, judging you from all different directions. And that in itself is terrifying for most people to deal with because when we open ourselves up to be judged, we open ourselves up to be criticized, which means that there's potential for rejection. So there's potential for people to look at us and go, I don't like you. I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to listen to what you have to say. You're an idiot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this comes back to our very primal fear of being rejected or ostracized from the group. We can't help it. We want to be liked by everyone. But unfortunately, when you have this belief and you have this fear of of criticism and rejection, it really, really impedes your self-confidence when you go to speak. And of course, in a public speaking situation, you're actually dealing with a few things here. Firstly, you're dealing with the fact that everyone is looking at you, right? So it comes back to that fear of being rejected. 
You're also then dealing with having to remember what to say, so remembering your presentation, and then you're also dealing with how to engage the audience. So you've got to also, I mean, you're not in a bubble presenting, you've got to deal with interruptions, with questions, you're looking at people's faces and the way and the way that they're communicating back to you, right? Even if they're not saying anything, they're still communicating through their body language. And all of this stuff you're receiving and taking on, right? And 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 that part of it, the engaging the audience bit, if you can do that well, that's what makes your presentation really effective, okay? And that's a whole other skill in itself. But it's really difficult to pay attention to your audience and engaging them when you're so caught up in the first part, which is simply standing there with people looking at you. So in my experience, if you can eliminate that fear of having people looking at you and that's out of the way, then you can focus on all the wonderful things that you want to say and engaging the audience. Okay, so let's get to the how-to part of this podcast. Now, a lot of these things I'm going to share with you are mindset-based, which are simple, but they're not always easy to do. Okay, so it is a bit of a challenge, but I promise you it is possible because all of this stuff I've gone through myself and I continue to remind myself of this stuff and I'll share that in a story a little bit later, but believe me, they do work. Okay, here's the first thing that you can do to reduce your nerves. Think about your why. That's right. Why are you giving this presentation in the first place and why do you even care? Why should your audience listen? Why is this important? Okay, if you can't think exactly as to why you want to do this, maybe it has to be for work or whatever, then I want you to think about what the big picture implications are. So yeah, you're talking to an audience about this particular subject, but if they fully understand this subject, what implications does that have for the big picture? Is that going to help someone else in some way? Is that going to help the world in some way? I think I've shared this story before, but I'll share it again because it really had a powerful impact on me. When I was first getting public speaking coaching a few years ago, I was giving a presentation to some architecture students about how to improve their presentations. And my coach said to me, okay, why is it important? And I said, well, if they do better presentations, then they get better marks. And she said, why is that important? I said, well, if they get better marks, then they can get better grades and graduate and get better jobs. And she went on to ask me, why is that important? Why is that important? And kept chunking up and up and up. And it ended up me thinking, well, realizing, well, if they have better jobs, they become better architects, they build better buildings, which creates a better environment for everyone. Boom. Better world, right? So, I mean, and that at the time, that blew my mind. And now I'm passing it on to you. I want you to think about this big picture. And when you realize that what you're sharing has the potential to impact so many people on so many levels and impact the world as well, that really brings weight to what you're saying. And that in itself will reduce your nerves because it becomes less about you and the words you're saying and more about the overall impact that it can have. The second thing you can do is to turn your nerves into excitement. So I went to Vietnam last year. It was in October and I went to this theme park and it was a really, really cool theme park and there was hardly anyone there. So there were no lines to get onto any of the rides. And there was this one ride that is that giant pole where you sit in a chair and it takes you all the way up, 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 and then it stops there and you plummet, it drops you and you plummet like a hundred foot to the ground 
And of course they catch you, but it's, yeah, it's really scary. And I don't usually get too afraid on rides because I love them. But on this particular ride, my hands got all clammy. My heart started doing little jumps and my breath started to go quicker because I was anticipating what was going to happen. And I was shaking a little bit. I was so, so nervous. And then when it finally dropped, I just screamed my head off and I was pumped for the rest of the night because I was just so excited. Now, a lot of people experience these same symptoms, so the clammy hands, the fast breathing, the racing heart, when they're nervous about to go on stage and present, which is totally understandable. But the cool thing is, is that those symptoms between nervousness and excitement are exactly the same. So when you're going up to present and you're starting to feel these symptoms of nervousness, I want you to think about how excited you are to present this speech or the presentation, okay? Tell yourself, go, I'm so excited to share this message with these people because it's going to, again, big picture, it's going to impact their lives and it has the potential to do this. Or maybe it could be your excitement for your own career progression. I'm so excited to give this presentation because it means that they'll know, the executive will know who I am and it'll allow me to, to meet all these cool people and maybe I can get meetings with them afterwards and, and do X, Y, Z or whatever it is. It's a simple mindset shift, but it works. So instead of dreading the, your presentation or speech as this horrible thing that you just want to get done quickly and leave, view it as an exciting opportunity, okay? Number three, dance your nerves away. Alrighty, so I could tell you to power pose, but this is better. Last year when I was presenting at Podcast Movement, I was quite nervous because this was my big opportunity to speak to an international audience. This was in Chicago. And before my presentation, what I did to release my nervous energy in a positive way was that I went to my hotel room and I put on some big fat headphones and I pumped one of my favorite dancey songs. I believe it was a Robin song, real poppy. And I just danced my butt off. I was like head banging and like shaking my hips and flinging my arms around like a crazy person. My roommate wasn't there, luckily, but I just went nuts. And that got me so excited, it got my energy up, and it shook out some of that nervous energy that I had as well. And then by the time I went back downstairs and into my presentation, I was buzzing, I was feeling amazing. So I highly recommend that you do this before you have a nerve-wracking speech. So I have recommended before that you do your power pose. You know, you can go to the bathroom, stand with your arms spread out and legs legs wide like your superwoman or whatever. But hey, dancing around your lounge room like a crazy person also works. Number four, this is another mindset one. And this can take a bit of practice, but it's to care less about what people think. All right. And to be okay with failure. I want you to think to yourself, what's the worst that could happen? Are you going to die? Someone going to throw beer at your face? Most likely not. Okay, and see it. This is an opportunity for you to try again. Okay, this is a learning opportunity. And I did a whole podcast episode about how to care less about what people think and how to do it. I'll link that up in the show notes as well if that's something you really want to work on. But I highly encourage it. I tell you what, it is liberating. One thing that actually goes through my mind when I work on this is I think that 
you know, I don't have the energy to care about what you think because I want to focus my energy on creating an amazing presentation that's going to impact people. I don't have time to think about what you think. Okay, so do whatever you need to do, whatever beliefs you need to create or whatever mindset shifts you need to make, but do it and it will make a huge difference. I love this quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. You can decide to be someone who doesn't care what people think. It's simple as that. Okay, number five, let go of your perfectionism, please. Just let go. It doesn't have to be perfect. And in fact, it's not going to be perfect. And in fact, yes, you will make mistakes. If you can accept that you will make mistakes and that you do not need to be perfect and that no one is expecting you to be perfect except yourself. I looked up the definition of perfectionism and I discovered that it's about not being able to reach these really high standards that we set for ourselves and that aren't set by other people. Again, I did an entire episode on overcoming perfectionism in, and that was episode 80. Again, I'll link it up in the show notes, thecmethod.com slash PS3. And look, I know you're a high achiever. You want everything to be right. You want to make sure you've covered all bases because it means no one will criticize you, right? If you've covered all bases, but I'm sorry, you can't be perfect and no one's expecting you to be. So please work on letting go of your perfectionism and that will help, I promise you, with your nerves and anxiety. Okay, I have some other practical tips. I know there's a lot of mindset stuff so far, which can often be a lot to take in, but here are some practical tips for you. Number one, speak every day. I was speaking to professional speaker Chris Helder the other day. I actually interviewed him in episode 10. He's a phenomenal speaker, and he said that he gets nervous, right? This guy does three conferences a day a day. And he told me that when he takes two months over Christmas off off work and he comes back to it, even he gets nervous about do, doing well with his um, his keynotes. So he says, you got to speak every day. And he doesn't mean literally like do a speaking gig every day, but practice as often as you can. So put yourself out there in any way, shape or form. Do improv classes, join Toastmasters, give a little speech out with dinner with friends, um, start a vlog, whatever it is that you need to do to be speaking to people and getting out there and putting yourself in positions of discomfort where you might be open to being criticized, right? The more you do this, the easier it will become when you do get up and stand in front of a group. So do it as much as you can. My second practical tip is to, when you do speak, wear clothes that you feel powerful in. I have certain jeans and jackets and shoes that I I love and I feel really good in them. I mean, I feel good in most of my clothes, but some of them I feel particularly good in. And I always make sure that I wear those for a, you know, for a speaking event that I'm doing because I want to feel like I'm in command and I don't want to be pulling at my shirt or making sure that my belt is right or whatever. It's really simple, but it makes a big difference. So ladies, I mean, I like to wear heels when I'm speaking because I feel sort of taller and more powerful. I love wearing a a well-fitting jacket. You know, I put on my bright lipstick, whatever it is that makes me feel good. Guys, same thing, wear well-fitting clothes and, you know, shiny shoes, just clothes that you feel good in. 
And this will help you with your confidence because the last thing you want is something distracting when you're up there. It's something that you're fiddling with as well. So make sure that it's it's distraction-free clothing. The fourth thing that you can do to reduce your nerves but right before you speak and when you are speaking is to focus on your breathing. Now, when I interviewed Abe Warwick in episode 90, he gave a really amazing scientific explanation as to why we actually freeze up mentally when we stop breathing. And it's all to do with the blood flow within our systems. So when you breathe, that actually allows your brain to work freely and creatively. So you're less likely to forget what you're going to say. Okay, so deep breaths through the belly. This is something I I do every single time. If I'm waiting to go on stage, I'll be sitting there and I'll be taking deep breaths through my belly and making sure that I stay nice and calm. And the final thing I'm going to share with you about how to reduce your nerves and anxiety is to practice your opening over and over and over and over again. So this could be the first 30 seconds, maybe the first couple of lines, but whatever it is, make sure that you practice that first bit over and over so that you can start off really punchy and start off strong, okay? And then that will not only help build confidence and build your audience's confidence in you, but it'll also help with your own confidence to reduce your nerves because inside your head you'll be thinking, oh, awesome, I did that first bit, great, cool. Now let's we can move on to the next one. Whereas if you wing that intro bit and you stumble, that could potentially set you up for the rest of the presentation to maybe not be so confident and it might um, bring your nerves back up again. Okay, so those are my tips for reducing your nerves and anxiety before a presentation. Now, if you're thinking, yeah, Christina, that won't work for me, it's fine for you, but I'm this and I'm that, then I challenge you to implement these things. Like I said at the start, it's all well and good to listen and to understand this stuff intellectually, but if you don't implement it, you won't be able to build up your confidence with it. And like my friend Joshua Spodek in episode 96 explained, you don't learn piano by reading about it. Same with tennis. You don't learn tennis by being given a book. You practice it step by step and you start with the basics and you move on up, okay? So what I want you to do is take one of these things or two of these things that I've mentioned today and to implement that and once you've taken that step, then you can implement something else. On another thing, just so you know, the stuff that I've mentioned today, it's not something that you'll do once and remember forever. I was speaking at the Stockdale and Lego um, big annual conference a few weeks ago and when I saw who the other speakers were, I began to freak out and my nerves started to creep in. I started to get anxious thinking, oh no, all these speakers are amazing. I'm not going to be as good as them, blah, blah, blah. And I actually had to remember to redo some of these things that I've just shared with you. I had to think about the big picture. I had to change my mindset. I had to think to myself, hang on, they wouldn't have asked me to speak if they didn't think I was very good. I had to remind myself to care less about what people thought of me. I thought to myself, you know what, not everyone's going to resonate with what I have to say, but that's fine because some people are. And if I can have a big impact on those people, then that's all that's going to matter. So look, I preach this stuff, but I also practice it. And it's something that I continue to practice because yes, those nerves and anxiety 
often don't fully go away, but it's how you manage them that counts. So go on, go forth, prosper, and implement those things. (laughs) And soon enough, you will be building your confidence and reducing your nerves when you're speaking. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, make sure you grab your template, your speech template, if you haven't yet. I'll link that up in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash PS3. Now, next week is going to be the final part in the public speaking mini course, and it will cover the final piece of the public speaking puzzle being audience engagement. Of course, I could do an entire course on audience engagement, but the next episode will provide a nice overview for how to get started. And of course, I'll also be launching the Confident Speaker training program next week. So if you're serious about being more effective and engaging when public speaking, make sure you tune in for the details of how you can get an early bird discount for that one. I'll be doing a special discount just for podcast listeners and subscribers for that. And that's all from me this week. Thanks again for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate you tuning in. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Okay, Trolls fans, here's what you've been waiting for. You know the bit in the movie where Princess Poppy is setting out on her journey to rescue her friends and she sings this super happy song. It's called Get Back Up Again. I love this song and I think it has so many parallels to what we go through in life. So I thought I'd play it for you now. I really hope I can do it because they're all depending on me. I know that I must leave the only home I've ever known And brave the dangers of the forest Saving them before they're eaten I mean, how hard can that be? Looking up at a sunny sky so shiny and blue And there's a butterfly Well, isn't that a super fantastic sign? It's gonna be a fantastic day such marvelousness it's gonna bring Got a pocket full of songs that I'm gonna sing And I'm ready to take on anything Hooray! Some super fun surprise around each corner Just riding on a rainbow I'm gonna be okay Hey, I'm not giving up today There's nothing getting in my way And if you knock, knock me over more than I can take. No, I can't think that way because I know that I'm really
knock me over, you knock knock me over, I will get back up again. Ha <laughs>